0: guest on wrestling with sports entertainment presented by pat mcafee incorporated is a man that i get to share a table with share a microphone with every time i chit chat on a pre-show every time i get to do a watch along this man shows up he was once just a nerdy little guy from new york who talks in a microphone now he's a bearded man who completely turned heel ladies and gentlemen joining us at not sam sam roberts at a bar sam
1: Thank you for the applause. I didn't, first of all, I did not completely turn heel. And second of all, I didn't, I didn't know that this was this podcast until just now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, neither do we, but we just started a new podcast. You're our first guest. Hey! Hey! All right, Sam. Yeah,
1: that feels good.
0: Inaugural guest, Sam. I wouldn't want to kick this off. Wrestling with Sports Entertainment, a name that we've had locked in, copyrighted for mm-hmm. a long, long, long time now with any other person other than you.
1: I think I just named it like before, right? Right as we were starting. Mm-hmm. I don't Sounds that like that something way. you would do. Try and take credit for that. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So I've been recording on my end too, for what it's worth. <laughs> you know, I'm not new to it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> not, not my first rodeo. Uh,
0: we had a word shop. We had a word shop there right before we went into us. I'm excited to launch into the wrestling podcast world. Sorry, sports entertainment podcast world. It's mm-hmm. something I've always wanted to do, to chit-chat about. And Sam, you are the perfect first guest because I, I feel like you are becoming almost a face of wrestling coverage. It, it, does that make you feel good or no?
1: Well, I don't know if I'm becoming a face of wrestling coverage. I feel like uh, people don't like that my face keeps coming up. I've been doing wrestling coverage for a really Long time. You know.
0: uh, us too.
1: Well, I mean, I'm, I'm 250-something episodes deep into the wrestling podcast that I launched, which is weekly. So you're talking about almost five years of a wrestling podcast. Before that, I was doing wrestling YouTube interviews before it was a thing. you know. Before that, I was interviewing wrestlers on the radio. And before that, I was a small child just watching wrestling. So I've been in this world for quite some time.
0: Well you and I have very similar paths. I think I think we've been doing a lot of the same as you. Uh, you are now what's that?
1: you' Cause say- no because I feel like I remember like how big of a deal it was when I actually was uh, allowed to talk on WWE TV and then uh, about a year in, maybe a little less or I don't about a year in, say. They were like, hey, we got this kicker from football, and you're just going to show him around, and we're actually going to be way nicer to him than we ever were. Hey, hey, Sam, could you show Pat where Gorilla is? Oh, me? Oh, yeah, I know it from the outside, because I've never been asked to go in. You want me to? Okay, because Pat's going to go in. Oh, because he-, oh, he kicked footballs. Got it. Okay, yeah. cool. Well, it's cool. strictly
0: because of how good I kicked balls. I got a chance to sit in there and kind of watch how the sausage was made, which, honestly, yes. I thought it was just an open-door policy to anybody. I'm finding out now that that was a very, <laughs>
1: <laughs> very special Oh no, yeah, no, that was uh, – I walked you in uh, – I, and the only reason I know where it was is because I'd had been i seen the curtain from the from my side before. It's like first class. Like I'm like, yeah, I know where first class is, but I don't get to see those seats. I can't believe they, they – did they shoo you out after you showed me in there? Okay. I got, well, Cole – I was like, hey, Cole, you asked me to go get Pat. And he was like, yep, thanks, Sam. I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, all right. So so I'll just, saw- uh, get, there's monitors out here too, so I just watch on these monitors. Yeah. <laughs> Pat will paddle stay. Okay, no, that's that's cool. If it that's means, cool, it's like when your girlfriend is like, "No, I'm just gonna hang out with this uh, better looking guy than you." But thanks for <laughs> thanks for bringing him by. And I'm like, "Oh, so I just I just wait until you're done." Okay, that's cool.
0: Hey Sam, it all makes sense if you don't think about it. The um, <laughs> the the thing that is very nice for me is I am actually a part of history, being in that gorilla. Uh, the massively successful documentary about the road to Wrestlemania for Mr. H, Paul Levesque, Triple H, in his insane week leading up to the MetLife Wrestlemania there. I am in Gorilla in the background during the documentary, so I will forever be etched in history as a guy who hangs out in Gorilla, so I appreciate you showing me where the fuck it was.
1: That's fantastic. I'm glad I could show you where it was, and how, how amazing was that thing? I mean, just watching the way uh, Mr. H... Can, can focus on individual tasks at an individual moment. Right now, it's the moment that I'm going to put together TakeOver. Right now, it's the moment that I'm going to do this business summit. Right now, it's the moment I'm going into the Hall of Fame. Right now, it's the moment I've got a WrestleMania match. It's just whatever's going on at the moment he laser focuses on, then leaves it behind.
0: Yeah, I think there's only a few elite humans on Earth that can do that. What I enjoyed was early on in the documentary, he said, a work-life balance is a lie. That's all a complete lie because yeah. we've always been talking about, especially even in the world that we're in now, there's a lot of chatter about, well, you've got to balance your lifetime as well and not just always work. And it's like, well, it feels like that's impossible if we're going to keep up with everything. And then Triple H just came out, first. one of the first sentences he said in that documentary was like, yep, bunch of fucking bullshit, to be <laughs> honest. <with
1: you. laughs> hey, hey, just want to let you
0: know, there is no life if you want to be successful. And I think he's done it. He's handled it all in a pretty impressive fashion.
1: Yeah, and I mean and he and he applied what we were just talking about to his life. When he's around his kids, he's around his kids. And then when it's time to work, he's at work. And it's not like you're sitting there putting together a chart of like, well, I don't work on Saturdays. Well, my weekends are my weekends. It's like, Okay, well, you're gonna hit a certain level then. And you'll stay right there. Yeah, that
0: old glass ceiling effect comes in very nicely there whenever you're not willing to chip your way through that glass and just keep working. I sat next to a guy in first class in Delta It was a cool thing. He actually got drove to the plane in a Porsche. So they picked picked him up in the garage. Driven.
1: What was that? Driven in a Porsche. He didn't get drove. He got driven.
0: This is potentially why everybody hates you.
1: <laughs> it's that you just, I want to make sure you sound proper, but go on. I'm sorry.
0: This guy <laughs> was picked up at the garage, driven in a Porsche. See that? See what I did there? It sounded better. Passed TSA right onto the, uh, the runway thingy, right up to the door, walked onto the plane himself, right? And I'm sitting next to him, I'm chatting with him. And he told me that story, and I was like, holy hell, how does that happen? you got to be a baller, huh? He goes, no, I have blank insert amount of millions of miles or whatever with Delta. I'm like, oh, good for you, man. He said, no, no, that just means I never see my kids. That's what he said. said. And It's a real thing, especially in this wrestling world, sports entertainment world. I think that's been the most awe-inspiring thing since joining, and Foxy and I talk about this all the time. Mm -hmm. That schedule is no joke. I think I have an entirely new respect for the athletes and what they can do with the ability to never sleep, never be comfortable, and never get a day off. That's what it feels like, Sam.
1: Man, especially when you talk about like the the, the, m- the biggest, the most famous guys, the, the elite of the elite, the Roman Reignses of the world, the mm. Seth Rollins of the world. Now we're getting into the Kofi Kingston's of the world, too. These are the people that not only are they working on every show, because every time you go to a show, you want to see the champion on that show, right? But every day off is a media day. It's an interview here. It's an appearance there. It's going over to this spot. It's, it's, a, it's a charity gig over here. You know, the wrestling is like the time that they finally have some peace where they can do their thing.
0: I don't think they get enough credit for that. Mm-mm. I don't think they get enough credit for that. In the NFL, we would travel on Saturdays for a game on Sunday, and if it was a long trip, there was an entire team meeting about how we need to wear these compression socks, and we need to have at least 44 ounces of fluids in your body before you get on the plane. And, and that's not an accurate number. It's just, they say an accurate right. an exact number. And when you get off of the plane, you need to do this and you need to sit like this and sit like that for one game on Sunday, which, by the way, the guys, other than kickers and punters, are getting absolutely slaughtered out there by each other. But to think that these dudes are doing that four times a week and there's no offseason, it is mind blowing to me how they don't get enough credit and more respect in the athlete world, which that's what, by the way, that's what wrestling with sports entertainment (laughs) presented by Pat McAfee Inc. is all about. Just want to let you know that.
1: I mean, I'm glad this show exists then because you're right. They do deserve that kind of a credit. I mean, I think about it even when when we're doing what we do, we go. For the pay per view, it's this whirlwind day. I mean, even WrestleMania. Think about it. Like when uh, we go, almost
0: got kicked and it's off. Like, Sam, I Saturday.
1: Got, Sam, I almost got kicked off of the show. Sam, <laughs> no, I know. I heard about the shorts thing. But to be fair, you told me in advance. He, you like, you knew you were doing wrong. I, I said, I said, this is potentially a problem. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: but, <laughs> but, but I was sitting in those shorts. For nine hours, WrestleMania, de- in Gorilla,
1: by the way, yeah. in so Gorilla. Weird, so weird that Michael Cole would have more on his mind than your legs leading up to WrestleMania.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, leave me the fuck alone, Michael Cole. You got a 14-hour show? You got a call.
1: A <laughs> guy drove an RV into the damn
0: building. Yeah, no right one cares. A <laughs> <laughs> <our> guy drove <laughs> a, an RV into a building. <laughs> Allegedly. But the Allegedly. shorts. No, Whoa. No, Whoa. And by the way, they were tuck shorts. Just so everybody knows, I paid a lot of money for those shorts. <laughs> and the shoes got no credit in the entire thing. Nicest shoes I own were being worn. All people could talk about was the damn shorts. Never mind that. But, yes, but
1: let's... So, so, like, you know, a weekend like that, right? And we're like, you know, you get there on Friday, and you do TakeOver on Saturday, and you do WrestleMania on Sunday, and by, you go to the party afterwards. By Monday morning, you're just like, what a whirlwind that was. Oh, my God. You go to sleep. You start getting back to your life. You're at home. You start reacclimating to things, and then Tuesday comes around, and you turn on SmackDown, and you're going, "Oh my God, they never stop. They're still going. They're still going." <laughs> yeah. I, I, it feels like a lifetime ago, and this thing that I left, it's just still happening, and will continue to happen over and over and over again.
0: Michael Cole and I got into a beef. Uh, WrestleMania, obviously. Mm-hmm. I know, but that dude has not taken a week off in like 23 years or something like that. It's, it's some fucking absurd, asinine record that he's just been on, and he refuses to miss a day because he doesn't want anybody to think he's not a great worker. I'm like, Michael, I, I, I think you've, hey. You proved it. Hey, mission accomplished.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, mission
0: accomplished, Mr. Cole. Uh, let's get into some sports entertainment, shall we? Yeah. You are a guy who likes to bury humans. It's what you no, do. Yeah, it's what you do, man.
1: No, I mean I, I'm a person nope. who likes to take advantage of the position that he's been put in. I'm one of the few that get to go out there and they go, Sam Roberts, we trust you to just give your opinion. Don't don't sit there and try to be a WWE announcer. Don't be a wacky Pat McAfee guy, you know, Ooh, what am I gonna say next? <laughs> you know, go out there. I Listen, that's give your every opinion. day. By the way, what am I <laughs> going to say
0: next? Is how I live my life. You should see how no. tough it is in here. Wacky. It's more of a problem, bro. It's a <laughs> nightmare. I got to live with Sam. It's a nightmare.
1: Well, I apologize for that, but I but I, that. I go in and I give <clears throat> my opinion. I simply go and I, I say what I see. I don't go out there to try to uh, to try to sugarcoat anything. I try to present an opinion that is something that I've been observing as I watch the show every week.
0: Okay, Matt Riddle thought he could do the same thing with the Super Showdown in Saudi Arabia. How did you feel about that, him just going after Goldberg right to the throat, by the way? I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't a dance around like, well, he could have said like some of these older guys need to retire f- for real from the ring because it's tough to watch and we all would have known what he was talking mm-hmm. about. Instead, he actually posts videos saying, Yo, bro. Goldberg, bro. You're the worst wrestler ever, bro. Like straight face said that. And I, by the way, I'd like it to be known as a human that lives on the internet. That is where I thrive, I believe. I loved everything about it. I have no attachment to Goldberg. I have no attachment to Riddle. I loved him going out there and shooting his shot almost. It seems as if because it got deleted rather quickly, it wasn't well received. How'd you feel about the entire thing?
1: I mean, I thought it was. I thought it was great. Goldberg was asking for some of it. He blocked Matt Riddle. Matt yeah, Riddle how did was that, blocked. I didn't unt-
0: see how that happened. How'd that start?
1: I don't exactly know how it started, but I know that as soon as Matt Riddle realized that he was blocked, he was like, "Okay, well, that I'm going to take that as a shot at me." I mean, when people block me, yep, I consider it an affront to me. So if I have the opportunity to publicly bash a a big name that's blocked me, I'll do that. And I don't think Matt Riddle was wrong. You know, I think that maybe. Goldberg goes in there with with way too much intensity and ends up getting himself knocked out half the time and 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 then what are we left with
0: a dead so. Undertaker <laughs> almost a, almost yeah. a dead man almost a real life dead man they almost had to go
1: dong, for him that was a scary scene over there yeah and that's why that's why I was I was glad I mean and that's what I'm talking about Matt Riddle presented an opinion that maybe you're not used to hearing from a from a person associated with WWE, but was something that everybody was thinking. You know, I, I've gotten plenty of people who don't like the way I say things, uh, who who disagree with the fact that I'm saying them. But I haven't gotten many people that can honestly sit there and tell me that what I'm saying is not true.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh. Yeah, I, I look. Like, me too by the way. Everything I say on those shows is 100% accurate. Everything. I mean, you
1: make it up half the time. You you just try to get the word cockpit in there. <laughs> hey, you're a real cocky sucker.
0: <laughs> that's my new one. I, that's a, we went we went to a store cuz I had to get a I had to get another I had to get a dress up thing for one of these things and we went to one of these dress up places down the road here. And this mm-hmm. lady was from Greece, yeah. and she was talking about what, the whole group was in there. And I was getting fitted for this thing, and she—I was talking, I was doing something, and she goes to the group. She goes, "Oh, he's a real cocky sucker, isn't he?" I'm like, "Boom, <laughs> <laughs> bingo!" Going to try to get that word in every single time I can. That, that's become our office word: is cocky sucker because it's not—it's—it's it's accurate. Yeah, it's very fabric. accurate. Some people, right. some people would say you're big of a cocky sucker with your brain, but I think it's well-deserved.
1: I, I mean, I appreciate that, but I think that you're starting to skirt what the definition of cocky sucker is. What was that? W- what does that mean? What is that? You're starting to sit there, and I mean, you're a real cocky sucker. Just the way you said, you didn't say cocky sucker. You said cocky sucker. What was that? Hmm. Cocky sucker? That's what we thought you were, right? Yeah, we've been
0: talking about you being a cocky sucker this whole
1: time. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. A cocky sucker or a cocky sucker? Oh, you're a cocky sucker, yeah. Th-
0: yeah. That is, <laughs> okay. we, we've literally been saying you're a cocky sucker because you, you even let off this thing is a lot of people say them a lot of things. They don't like what I'm saying, but they never say I'm wrong. You're, you're a cocky sucker.
1: Yeah, that's, that's the way it goes. Okay, because you said it the last time, you said it weird again. It's not drove, it's driven.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now you're an English and cocky sucker. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so stomping grounds. By the way, are you a fan of Super
1: Showdown? Uh, the show is, I mean, it had its high point points and low points for sure. Uh, you know, I thought, uh, what did I like on that? I thought the Kofi Ziggler <laughs> stuff was pretty good. Finn Balor versus Andrade was good.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, I thought that was good. You know what I enjoyed about it? I liked just like this uh, Women's World Cup, just like uh, March Madness, just like the Men's World Cup was a little bit ago, two years ago or whatever. I like the daytime watching yes. stuff yeah. like I liked it during yeah. the day. It gave me something to do. To- now, granted, my job is much different than most <laughs> humans, <laughs> but, but the ability to just watch that during the day. I liked it. I enjoy. Yeah. In my head, I'm like they should think about doing something maybe stateside during the day just to see how it goes. Again, I know they used to do it back in the day. I don't. I just think it's something to think about.
1: Yeah, and then and then you have your your evening to yourself. Go out and get a nice dinner. Yeah, bingo, yeah. bingo. I mean, I, I don't think you. I mean, again, you know, I think that the, the, if they're trying to capture a viewing audience, well, then I, pri- I, they call it prime time. For- I I would argue.
0: I would argue. Yeah. That if you're going during the day, during the week, there is literally nothing else on. And with the access people have to digital nowadays through their phones and computer, especially WWE Network now, I would argue that it's more of a prime time than whenever you got to compete against something else.
1: So you think like next year WrestleMania should be on like Wednesday at four? Why
0: are you going to be so dramatic? Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> WrestleMania.
1: Not, not WrestleMania, but you take, for instance, well, like... Well, Super Showdown was equivalent to... <laughs> or so.
0: exceed! Or exceed! As soon as I heard that the first time they started pitching that on Raw, they were like, you're ready for the Super Showdown, which is equivalent to, or exceed WrestleMania Friday at 2. I lost it. I just started dying laughing. All and these- then
1: when you, when you hear it said, like... 10 times, and you're like, oh, okay. Okay. So <laughs> okay. so what
0: you're saying is you told somebody you were going to say this. Okay. Okay, we get it now. It was good, though. I enjoyed it. it was, Yeah. It, there, it was long. I mean, that thing was a long, long thing. Good to see Mr. H get back in the ring. I thought he was stupendous, by the way. The best wrestler I've ever seen in my entire life. Sports entertainment's at a 10 out of 10 every single time he gets in there. Ain't that right, Sam?
1: It is. And I thought the match with Randy Orton was great, too. It was one of the best Triple H-Randy Orton matches.
0: And the Batista match at WrestleMania was
1: incredible. I like the story that was told. I like the brutality of that. I like the uh, that they 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 were just desperate to get hands on each other.
0: Drax said that they didn't rehearse at all. Really, Drax said that because the... he
1: was moving so slowly that Triple H couldn't see him. <laughs> <laughs> Let your. By the way, that got a laugh from your team, and they were afraid to laugh because you didn't laugh.
0: Well. no they laughed
1: i was i was thinking about how to try and explain it to him sam okay all right that's fair i don't really know what that means (laughs) it's from uh it's from a marvel movie he does it's from the marvel movie where the name drax comes from you're using a reference you don't understand (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) yeah sam welcome to my life (laughs) (laughs) okay okay stomping grounds is this weekend Uh, yeah for those those in the room not me obviously Obviously not me. I have my own sports entertainment podcast. Never me. But for those in the room, uh, what is happening at Stomping Grounds this weekend?
1: Stomping Grounds is where uh, they're going to start kicking ass and taking names. Oh, stomping mud holes.
0: Oh, okay. I got it. All right.
1: Uh, Yeah. Stomping Ground. uh, What are we looking at? Uh, Kofi versus Ziggler in a steel cage for the championship. Oh, they're going against Seth Rollins with a yet to be named special guest referee. Who could that be? Well, we're gonna find. We're supposed to find out uh, tonight on Raw. Last night. Mm. Okay, so we'll find out last night on Raw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Becky Lynch. Yeah. Becky, you're and- talking. You're talking about uh, 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 Roman Reigns versus uh, Drew McIntyre. He's gonna get try to get some revenge. Ex- get revenge for Drew McIntyre getting involved and costing him. Uh, that loss, I think or, they should, or causing him that loss.
0: I think they should push Drew McIntyre more. I like him a lot. Not that they're not. I mean, Roman Reigns is a massive thing. He utilized the word "boomstick." By the way, last week to describe his uh, his clay uh, the kick. Yeah, he did. the
1: uh, he did. Yeah, I know. I got some tweets that said, "Pat McAfee, you got to send this to Pat McAfee." <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, I res- i mean, I think I think it was a compliment to me mostly. I mean, that's- oh yeah, yeah, I think it was a compliment to me utilizing the name of my leg. The strongest leg in the history of the world, potentially, as the uh, equivalent to what he does inside the sports entertainment ring. It's trademarked, too. It is trademarked. So he should think about fucking maybe falling back. <laughs> 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 but I like Drew McIntyre a lot. I think he uh, he's, I don't know. I mean, I like Seth Rollins, obviously, because that guy is what the epitome of a professional wrestler is. He shows up every night, goes hard, he looks good, he's got great hair, and he's running a wrestling school in Iowa during his days off, so he literally gets zero days off, and he always shows up. I like Seth Rollins a lot. I like Drew McIntyre a lot, though. A lot, a lot.
1: Yeah, I like Seth Rollins a lot, too, but I think he's got to show a little bit more attitude. I think he's got to be a little bit more of a cocky sucker, you know what I mean? (laughs) I felt like when uh, when the when the when the wild card rule first started and Kofi Kingston was showing up on Raw, Seth Rollins was taking a back seat and allowing Kofi Kingston to be the headline guy. But that's Seth Rollins' show. He's the Universal Champion. I think he needs to really assert himself as the man. In WWE, and not let somebody like Kofi Kingston or anybody else take that title from him.
0: Uh, was that the man thing? Because he's dating Becky Lynch. It sure felt like you were. No, yeah.
1: Becky Lynch did not create the phrase "the man." She is just using it now.
0: Yeah, but I'm just saying. I feel like you said it strictly because Seth Rollins is
1: dating her. You wanted. I don't. I don't dip into the gossip columns <laughs> of the WWE. Okay? Oh, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, I look at what's going on, but I don't I don't dip into the gossip columns. I'm not here to report on who's dating who, who was kissing who in the lunchroom. That's not of my concern.
0: Well, they force it down our throats now, yes. I, I mean, all over they Instagram have been
1: mentioning it a lot. Yeah. You
0: know? <laughs> yeah. And Andrada and Charlotte, it's mm-hmm. like congratulations, happy they found love. Happy they yeah. found love. I'm found love well,
1: in- I mean, WWE is probably pretty excited when they're sitting there and you're going, "Wait a minute. You're saying our women's champion is dating our men's champion?" We got to tell the world. We got to share this with everybody.
0: It's smart. And they're a good yeah. couple, by the way. Oh, yeah. Incredible couple. I like. They're on the MTV Music Awards, uh, Movie Awards, mm-hmm. Red Carpet. They look great. Only one of them had the belt, though. Hm. Mm. 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 Seth lose it? Wow. They get Whoa. lost in trip. Wow. Mm. <laughs> we'll find out on the next episode of Wrestling with Sports Entertainment presented <laughs> by Pat McAfee, Inc.
1: Yeah. Why do you keep saying presented by Pat McAfee, Inc.? I mean, you're the host.
0: I just need to get my name in there. It's kind of my <laughs> thing. Oh, okay. I just want people to know that I am involved in uh, sports entertainment, wrestling with it.
1: You know what I mean? No, I mean, people know that, that you're on the NXT pre shows, man.
0: I am, aren't I? Thank you. Good for, hey. <laughs> Look at that. hey, hey! Hey!
1: <laughs> yeah. Look at me, man. Yeah, good for
0: you. I think we do good on there, by the way.
1: I have a good time doing them with you.
0: I do. I enjoy it a lot in there. I, yeah. I, I think it's, I, I, for me, it's going to sound, uh, people probably won't believe this or not. But I watch those NXT shows leading up to those uh, pay per views two times each. Mm-hmm. Really, every episode two times each. I even watch them on the car rides to the pay per views, oh, yeah. so I know everything through and through. I know every storyline from beginning to end. I know if they were in New Japan. I knew if they were around the world. I like to know. I leave no stone unturned when it comes to pre-showing for the NXT takeovers.
1: You're not doing anything that affects short-term memory, are you? Well, see, I think the thing about it is, this all
0: could sound like a bunch of bullshit if you listen to the way I talk on those pre-shows. <laughs> <laughs> I I enjoy though the because I don't think people realize we are at those arenas for a good forty-five Ooh. to fifty hours the day, <laughs> all day of the show, just sitting there, just yeah. absolutely. Yeah. What's,
1: what's amazing is we're there all day. And we rehearse nothing. Nothing. We like nothing. Everything that you everything you and I say, we make up live. Yeah, there might
0: be like uh, I might say to Sam, "Like, hey, I think I want to say something about blah blah blah," and Sam be like, "Okay, I'll get you to it," or something like that. Yeah. Other than that, though, there is zero. Mm-hmm. We're just sitting there for five hours, six hours, doing right. nothing other than destroying catering. I, I mean, <laughs> destroying <laughs> catering up there.
1: Yeah, but I mean, I'm I'm I love doing those shows. Not only because they're fun to do, but because I really feel like NXT oh, the best. is the best wrestling product in the world.
0: Sports entertainment, for sure. It, it is uh, <coughs> driven. Yeah. Even NXT is sports entertainment? Yeah, you've drove me crazy with your dumb <laughs> the, um I think, and this is a very common thing chatted about on the internet, it's, it's almost to the point now where it's being force-fed down people's throat the NXT stars get built up so well by Mr. H and the boys down there at Performance Center at NXT. Then they get called up to the main roster and they kind of just get lost up there because they don't really know what to do with them. Do you think getting called up to the main roster is a death sentence for a lot of these people? Or do you think NXT is a place that people should want to just stay for their entire careers?
1: Well, you know, I think at the end of the day, people want to make money, right? And I think that there's more money to be made on the main roster. So that's, and, 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 you know, there are people who it's been a death sentence for 100%. And there are people who, you know, look at Tyler Breeze that decides to go back to NXT and realizes this is where I can showcase what I can really do. Seth but Rollins came time, from through there
0: too, you know? What
1: would you say? Seth Rollins came through there too, didn't he? It was called right. FCW Seth, or something like that. All of them did. Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns.
0: Yeah. Viking experience. NXT. Excuse me. <laughs> Viking Raiders, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean
1: No, I told you, I'm I will stand with the Viking experience. I'm still not happy they changed that. Yeah, name. but that's
0: not their name. Well, this it, is wrestling with sports entertainment.
1: Yeah, exactly. Thank you, Pat. You're right. We, but don't, t- we don't talk I mean, about what ifs
0: here. This is real. Don't you be fucking up their name anymore. <laughs> Sorry about that. I had to handle this situation here in the studio.
1: I'm glad that you're a disciplinarian at the end of the day. You're a host, but you're a boss.
0: Hey a boss friend yeah
1: tough but But fair
0: stern but fair
1: yeah what are they called ty the uh the the viking experience don't you ever (laughs) this guy what the hell maybe you need to be a little more
0: tough we'll see if he makes it to episode two honestly (laughs) yeah we'll see
1: but you know the viking raiders that's a good team to to bring up because this is they're one of the greatest teams in the world nxt tag team champions and they haven't been on TV in a few weeks now. They're gone. Yeah, they beat the tag team champions in a non-title match, and justifiably so. You know, the tag team champions at that time are Curt Hawkins and Zack Ryder. But Whoa.
0: Th- those ever th- since? <laughs> those what? are watch-along
1: alums right there. Zack Ryder, Curt Hawkins. At this point, who isn't a watch-along alum? It
0: seems like there's a good 60, 70 people per <laughs> every 10 minutes in there. Rosenberg took some shots at the show. I heard that, all rightfully so. By the way,
1: (laughs) (laughs) I actually got stopped in the parking lot by a couple guys who were watch along along as well. (laughs) Everybody
0: was tweeting me like Rosenberg sending shots, and I like listened to it. I was like, no, no, I think Rosenberg actually was trying to help out there a little (laughs) bit.
1: I think there's a chance he was trying to help out. Uh, But But yeah, I mean, I I think the, the 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 Viking Raiders. Should be doing a lot more. But it got me to thinking, and this is just a theory I've been putting together this week. I mean, if you look at what WWE has done historically. So, WWE had a pretty uh, tight relationship with ECW back in the day. I think tighter than anybody realized at the time. ECW! ECW! ECW!
0: ECW!
1: Sorry. No, so you're familiar. That's good. Uh, Where Vince McMahon was actually funding a lot of...
0: I'm a sports entertainment podcast host. Please, go on. Okay. I am familiar. Yes. I am he,
1: familiar. Was, he was funding, you know, he was, he was putting money into ECW and almost using it uh, for a developmental territory. But if you look at the guys who came from ECW, it's a very similar thing to a lot of the guys that have come from NXT. If you look at, uh, you know, the Dudley boys stand out as somebody that as a team that actually succeeded. But Taz, he was the man in ECW. He comes to WWE and he doesn't really find his footing until he's on commentary. Raven was a world champion in ECW. Uh, Al Snow was a main eventer in ECW. You know, Sandman. There's, there's tons of guys. Sandman was that dude. Sandman, exactly.
0: Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Of, Sabu, same thing. Sandman was the guy, right, with the, the, Kendo Can, the... Yeah, the
1: cane. Beer through the crowd. Enter Sandman, yep. yep. That guy was the man. Smoking unfiltered cigs. Yeah, Marlboros. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's that, but that, does, that kind of goes away from any kind of point that I was making. <laughs> yep. You, you, I'm sorry. You go back
0: to what you're saying. Yeah. I agree with you, though. 100% what you're saying.
1: Oh, okay, good. Just that the ECW guys would come over after <laughs> prospering in ECW, Yeah. and it would sometimes be a proverbial death sentence for them, too, in the sense that they would never, never get to the levels that they were at when they were in ECW, and I think the same thing happens for a lot of guys in NXT.
0: You think Vince McMahon is funding AEW? You just said it, I think.
1: I did not just say that. And I don't think so. I mean, I, I don't. You kind of said here, it. Well, no, I said ECW. That's a different promotion. Yeah, but
0: you were like saying that underground, yeah. kind of behind the scenes, he was funding ECW. Yes, he was. <clears throat> a lot of people are saying that, I mean, he ended up buying WCW. A lot of people are saying now oh, AEW is the competition. You're, you're, you just said Vince McMahon is he's funding AEW?
1: Pat, you used to play football, right? Yeah, man. Okay, so you know the Khan family? they have any money?
0: So much so. The, the, the guy that owns the fucking Jaguars has a 400-foot yacht. Right? <laughs> okay. Dude, okay. he has a 400-foot yacht, all from bumpers, by the way. The guy created fucking bumpers for a car. <laughs> that it, 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 Back in the day, it was so easy to get rich, by the way. <laughs> How dumb were people back in the day? Oh, we should put some rubber shit around the front here so we don't just ruin our car anytime we accidentally run into something. What a genius that con guy is. Good for him, man. But, yeah, you're right. But-
1: Yeah, that's to say that I don't think that Vince McMahon needs to uh, put money into the guy who's got a 400-foot yacht and invented the bumper. You know, he's got it. They got the scratch.
0: You think AEW has a chance to survive?
1: I think they got a chance to survive. I mean, they have a TV deal. That's more than any company in the past several years have had. Um, I think that people are are a little little, uh, optimistic about – AEW. I think it remains to be seen what the long term success rate is. You know, they've done really well with a couple of shows. So we're gonna see what happens when they're actually doing weekly television.
0: Bischoff said that he would like to hear the five-year, 10-year business plan for AEW if he was approached to get a job in the AEW. He said at 60-some years old or he's 62 or 65, he said he's been around for so long. In his mind, he would wanna see their actual long-term plans before deciding to get back into work with them or anything like that, if he was asked to do so. And if he enjoyed what he saw from the five-year, 10-year business plan, he would love to get back in and help. I would be interested to see if there is a 5-10 to year business plan with AEW or they're just like listen, we'll sell out arenas, we'll continue to sell out arenas, put on these incredible shows and then see
1: what happens. Here's one thing that worries me with it is that the guys who are putting on the shows, acting in the executive positions are also the top wrestlers in the company as they grow and experience success like how how do they handle that and manage that? Are they going to be willing to push younger guys? Or bury their friends. Exactly.
0: I mean that's a pretty interesting thing. I mean for a long time Vince was a talent though while running it so I think he I don't think he gets enough credit back, day for being the number one heel in the business for a long time while running the company. But I'll be... Heel in
1: the business when the business was at its most popular.
0: Yeah, I'll be excited to see if... Because that's a pretty selfless move to bury yourself in helps of the business. I'll be excited to see if they can make that decision, you know?
1: Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I think that that's a a really good point. And and I do think that the long-term... Is where it's going to matter. I wonder how they're going to really differentiate themselves. Like we've seen so much from the world of of sports entertainment and of pro wrestling. Like we we the, the world has opened up, so we've been able to see it all, especially over the course of the last forty years. So, how does AEW differentiate themselves enough so that they become cool? And WWE isn't. I mean, that's the only way for them to survive. I think is if they are cool, and WWE there can only be one cool company, and it's got to be them. I think. Didn't Jr. bury me my first time on uh, a pre-show? I think he may have. I know Dave Meltzer did. Uh, Jr. Jr. might have.
0: I think he did. I think he buried
1: me. I'm sorry to hear that, man.
0: I got him tickets to a game against the Steelers Thanksgiving Day. Oh.
1: And he didn't. He didn't return the favor.
0: I just thought maybe like. Hey, give a guy a shot. You know, it's the first time on a microphone. He's got a lot to get out.
1: But did, it, did that hurt when you know? Oh God Almighty! As God is my witness, he's broken in half. Was like, yeah, Pat's not for me. No.
0: <laughs> 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 I do know there's a lot of wrestling nerds out there that aren't big fans of mine, but we would never drink a beer together anyway, so I don't really care. That's
1: that's. Yeah, a tu- I, it's, it, I you, mean, you know, Pat, if uh, you if you could fill a room full of people, wrestling fans that don't like you, you could fill a mansion, a castle, a village, full of wrestling fans that don't like me.
0: Aren't they supposed to not like you, though? Because you're a bit of a sucker.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I, mean, I don't even know where this comes from. I don't, there's no, no, they're not supposed to dislike me. If anything, they should respect me for the fact that I'm going out there and, and, and saying things that they know are true. But, I mean, I don't, at the end of the day, I don't care, you know. If they don't like me, they're generally wrong.
0: It is hard, though. Like, man, whenever I just... Yeah, <laughs> this guy. <laughs> if they don't like me, they're generally... I feel the same way, though, by the way. Just, Sam, I want to let you know. It got to the point, though, where I, my Twitter world was so happy. Like, my Twitter, I built up a nice little following here. I kind of stay in my own lane. And then I get this opportunity with the, the you know, WWE to kind of do my thing and keep it moving. And all of a sudden, it just starts getting flooded with telling me to run in traffic and stuff and i'm like yo i got a pretty good little life every here on the internet every time i open this little bird app up and now i gotta deal with all these fucking humans and i realized what it was what we got all these wrestling heads that talk on the internet and blog and it's their full-time life it's their full-time job is to talk about professional wrestling and sports entertainment. And then I get this opportunity to speak into you know, a microphone when it's not my full-time life. So they kind of feel jaded by it, which I would too, by the way. I'd hate me too. So I had to, it was a long time coming to that understanding that I'm probably taking a job from somebody that really either deserves it or has put their entire life into this thing. And it just sucks for them. They're just going to have to deal with it. So I'm just waiting for the new person to come in so they're hated. And then I just <laughs> kind of get passed along. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I mean, no, I've literally heard that there are people who have emailed people in WWE trying to get, um, like, a Sam Roberts position. And you're going, like, that's not a thing. I, there's, I'm i Sam Roberts. I get to go out and, and do what Sam Roberts does. But you have to do all the stuff that Sam Roberts did before to be Sam Roberts now.
0: Okay, so I, I, well, how do I go about getting that Sam Roberts job? What do I five years five years of doing a, a weekly podcast and then youtube and then be a super nerd kid it just collects a bunch of shit his entire life all right i'll get started on that now i'll, I'll hit you guys back up in like seven years or so <laughs> oh, oh
1: by the way i also host a giant morning show on sirius xm did i mention that <laughs> <laughs> hey hey ty this yeah. guy Big-time cocky sucker. <laughs> <laughs> I can't argue. <laughs>
0: How is the Jim and Sam show, by the way?
1: It's great. It's great. We're just we're crushing it over there on Sirius XM every morning, channel 103.
0: I, I don't get to hear anymore because I lost my Sirius subscription whenever I, uh, I left. But I, I'm a big fan of uh, what you and Jim do. I think you guys are very hilarious. The clips I see on the internet.
1: I appreciate that, and I'm sorry that, you know, you'd like to think that just because you lost a show doesn't mean you also lose... Your subscription, but that is the way they roll. It's serious. <laughs> it happened. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it happened. They sucked it out of my car.
1: <laughs> Gone.
0: Don't listen to anything we got ever again. I was like, you got it. All right, Sam, I appreciate you. Thanks for being the first guest ever on uh, Wrestling with Sports Entertainment presented by Pat McAfee, Inc.
1: Now, are we going to do a weekly segment on what's the inner workings of Office Championship? Did you watch Office
0: Championship Wrestling?
1: The first, the premiere? Of course I did.
0: What about those storylines? Now, we had better storylines than most other people (laughs) in the business.
1: Well, I mean, it was a good, relatable storyline. I knew exactly who I was rooting for. I knew exactly who I was booing. Are you talking about William Ding the Wall, bro? (laughs) I'm I'm talking about William Ding the Wall. Because Ding the Wall is such a normal name that you could William and then it makes it Bill. It's like the pun works because Ding the Wall is the normal name.
0: The Wall, it's William Ding... The Wall. His nickname is The Wall. Mm
1: -hmm. It just feels like you guys went out of your way to make the first syllable of building the wall into a regular name and then gave up.
0: Potentially true.
1: Potentially true. We felt pretty good about it, though. I mean, it worked. It worked for me. I got it. I was like, oh, William. Bill. Bill. Ding. Ding the wall. Ding the wall. Bill ding
0: the wall no ding the wall is not one word
1: it's whatever his name is william
0: ding ding comma william is how it is Mm -hmm. presented Mm -hmm. in your phone or in anything else it's william ding his nickname just so happens to be the wall and he also happens to want to build the wall down there. so building the wall just so happens to be it's just a perfect fit for him
1: just curious why didn't he go with uh the Wall William Ding or William the Wall Ding.
0: Because then it's Bill the Wall Ding, which doesn't make doesn't any make sense.
1: sense. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make any that's sense. That's stupid. You're right. Yeah,
0: it was, it was, uh, thank you. It was dumb. I'm happy you said that about yourself. Um, yeah. People will be excited to hear you say that about yourself, too. We might clip that, actually, for the... Uh,
1: mm. yeah. Got it. That's, that's your social clip?
0: Do you want to say anything controversial for our social clip? Would you
1: like to say anything about anybody? That's. I mean, you really are good at getting these sound bites out of people. You are a real interviewer.
0: Yeah, well, I'm just wondering if you'd like to say anything terribly controversial that we can take out of context and kind of make this thing go <laughs> tomorrow.
1: I'll probably just uh, just stick with what I've already said.
0: How do you feel about Vince McMahon? You think uh, he should be fired? <laughs> 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 and that was good it. Man. Hey, he's a great, man. I, I, great. Um, I've never I met him one time.
1: It was a hello, and then he walked away.
0: It was a good conversation. I, I think we'll leave it I, at that.
1: I had an exchange with him. Oh. Did you really? Oh, yeah. What did he say? It was after I did commentary on main event. What did he say? And I was in gorilla position. He said, he looked and I said, thank you. And I shook his hand. And he said, how'd it go out there? And I looked him right in the eyes and I said, I think it went great. And he said, ha ha, then it went great. <laughs> <laughs> and I went, hell yeah, did. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, first guest of oh, uh, no. Wrestling with Sports Entertainment, presented by Pat McAfee and Cocky Sucker, Sam <laughs> Robber. Thank you. If you enjoyed this, please listen to the Jim and Sam Norton Show. <laughs> Sam Norton. <laughs> yeah. That's like, like Charlie. Charlie <laughs> uh, and also his wrestling podcast called?
1: Not Sam Wrestling.
0: It's the best. I listen every single time you put one up.
1: That's very clear to me. <laughs> Just like those XTs. You've been on it. I have? Yeah, I put those live shows we did out. Look at me.
0: Hey, <laughs> hey thanks for having me on your show. And uh, I'm so thankful you came on my show. You're incredible here.
1: Well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate the invite.
0: All right. See you, Sam. See you later. Follow him at NotSam. Also, NotShoes for the second best shoe collection. Oh, yeah. In the WWE NXT pre-show panel. What?
1: <laughs> He's so hurt by that. There's only three people on the panel. Yeah,
0: Yeah. number two's not bad. Yeah.
1: You don't have a collection, bro. Oh, you I don't have. buy a pair of shoes when you need one. You just spend a whole bunch of money on one pair of shoes. That's not collection.
0: That is collection. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's uh, I mean, yes, some would say it is. <laughs>
1: you gotta catch them all, <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. See you, Sam. No. See you later. And that was wrestling with sports entertainment presented by Pat McAfee Inc.